It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, hello, everybody. This is Andy Lopez, and you're listening to. Another great episode of Don't Panic, It's Organic. And in case you, I'm, I'm sure you probably know by now, but in case you don't know, we're now live on bbsradio.com. So, you know, I've gone through, I've been moving from one station to another over the years, gradually getting a little better, you know, stations that I go to in, in the system. So the, I'm looking forward to doing a lot here because um, it really, what I want to do is be able to talk to people. See, that's my whole gig is to be here and to just sit back and go, how long have you had this problem? You know, <laughs> anyway. Um, and so in case you, it's uh, from 1 to 155, I have a whole bunch of uh, questions that people have sent. Uh, but in case you want to know, there are some numbers you can, there's some numbers you can use just to listen in. And there's some numbers you can call to call me. Uh, so the, uh, there's an 888-627-6008. There's a toll-free number you can use to call me. I, I'm, I'm guessing it works in the United States. And if you're outside the United States, I guess we'll find out if it works or not. Uh, and then there's a direct number if you're, like, nearby in the same general vicinity. <laughs> it's um, 323-744-4831. The numbers are, again, are up on the website. Uh, if you go to bbsradio.com, I'm pretty sure whatever stations are on at the time, you'll be able to see it there. But if you also go to uh, forward slash uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, which is my website, you'll also see the information there. And you can also click on that little button there to listen to it right there. And I'm sure there are some other little systems that you can actually use to, uh, I think, to have a, 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 a um, an app for your phone that you can listen through the phone. I'm not sure, but... You know, well, uh, I guess the engineer he didn't say anything, so I guess he meant yes. Okay, so then um, today I'm going to be covering. I got a whole bunch of uh, questions from uh, my listeners, and so I'm just going to go ahead and start with them. I'm going to try to work through the questions. There's about six questions, believe it or not, maybe ten. I some questions are like duplicates. I don't they don't count as individual questions. Um, but before I do that, let me say tell you that there's a different ways you can communicate with me. Of course, right through here. See, I'm a, as a consultant, I charge for hourly consultation, two hundred fifty dollars an hour. But on this radio show here, you can actually call me and talk to me, uh, and it doesn't cost you anything other than maybe if it's a long distance phone call. So Saturday mornings, I'm right here. Uh, I gave out the numbers. You go to a website, you can do that too. You know, this, you know here the, the, the numbers are up there again and so forth. Uh, you can also send me email, right? Andy Lopez at invisiblegardener.com. Just spell it correctly. You won't have any problems. Um, if you forget the email, you can always go to my website, but it's Invisible Gardener. And if you don't get it right, just look at the VBS radio page. It'll tell you because <laughs> people have a hard time spelling it and it's. Uh, I-N-V-I-S-I-B-L-E-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R. That's the part that gets people. They go G-N-E-R and it doesn't work, okay? 
So you can send an email to me at invisiblegardener.com, Andy at Lopez at invisiblegardener.com, and and tell me, you know, listen to the show. One of the advantages, of, uh, it was always an advantage either way. You know, one, you can talk to me, and one, you can send email. Uh, with the email, I will have your email, and I'm going to sell it for, for <laughs> to a lot of people. I can get millions of dollars for it. No, I, with your email, I'll send you back a link that basically says, uh, guess what, you have one. So anybody that sends an email to me just mentions, you have to mention the radio show. Or it, I do several different radio shows. Uh, basically, but these is right now. I'm doing one show, and it's bringing, and I'm sending it out to all the other ones that I'm that I'm doing, because I I have a, a members only show that my members get it, so they get it as a podcast. So I post it as a podcast, and then I have what's in your garden. So rather than do all these different shows differently, the only ones I do different is the audio book show, which I read my book to, you know, uh, go through the uh, pages and different chapters of the book and with comments and stuff like that. I have 22 books. And so pretty soon I'll be starting up the Don't Panic, It's Organic book, which is just now coming out. out. Uh, but uh, you'll get uh, entered, you know, norm, we have a contest and everybody wins and people who listen to the show. So if you mention whatever show you're listening to, that's the whole point, because uh, uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, this, this show is originally, it's been on since 1970 in one form or another. So it's, you can go to iTunes. And you type in Don't Panic, It's Organic, that's my show. You can always subscribe through that, too. Uh, you can also subscribe on my website, and you can subscribe through here uh, for the podcast. And then there's, there's like the Don't Panic, It's the What's in Your Garden show, which is a separate, different show I do. Uh, and that, too, is be, I'm sending this show. So I, based, as I get older, rather than doing a whole bunch of different ones, I just do one, and I send them all to the different uh, places. Ideally, I would like to just do one It's just... Everybody gets it one, and I'm working on that. Where I just, but I can't stop doing the other ones. Okay, uh, the other ones, uh, inner gardening. I do music, so that's another podcast. Uh, that's a prescription. Uh, prescription. <laughs> you pay. It's two dollars a month. You get all my uh, my songs. I I usually write one one a week. There's about 500 songs out there now. Uh, you can always check them out on SoundCloud. Just type in "Visible Gardener." Okay, so. Uh, but anyway, if you send me email, I'll send you an email back that you want. Uh, 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 what you'll get is a lifetime membership in my club. See, I run a club called Invisible Gardeners. Of, it used to be called Invisible Gardeners of America, but a few people started complaining that there were in other countries, so I changed it to Club ID Club Invisible Gardener. Uh, and then you'll get uh, you'll get all my ebooks free, including the, my latest one, Don't Panic, It's Organic. It's going to be set. It, I was supposed to see. I printed it out already, right? I had it printed. It was a nice little. I have it here. It's a six by nine, little small one. I'm looking at it and I go, no, 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 because my first one was eight and a half by eleven. I like that big size. It's easier to read. You have a little more room to read it. I like it's like a workbook. So I I stopped the printing. I stopped the press, <laughs> and then I. I'm now in the process. I I, I have an uh, in-house editor. She's coming because I've had it edited so many times. And I, recently, I sit down a bunch of a group of friends, and they all said, "Well, the typesetting is wrong. I have too many different fonts. It's very hard to figure out to read. The information is great, but it needs to be easier." I said, "Okay, so that's what I'm doing. I'm read, redoing it again. I'm up to version 103. And I, each each tiny every, every time I sit down and make a change, that's a number." Major changes, right? Like I change the chapter or photos or whatever, that's a goes up by ten. <laughs> so it's only had about ten major changes, 
and a lot of smaller, small minor changes. Every time I sit down, I do a different version. That way I don't screw up the old one if I really mess it up. But at any rate, it's not going to, it's, it's available now in its current form in a PDF format. It, it's an ebook. Really easy to do. And I'm, I'm giving them away and I'm telling people, look, read it. Tell me what you think. I need feedback. I want to know, you know, if you can read it, if you can't understand anything wrong, because I want to make this book perfect. This is the book number 22. So this time I'm, I'm doing, um, I forgot you call it, but you get feedback, and you you get the, the 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 readers tell me what they want in the book, and so you'll get it. But I want you to tell me if it's, you like it, you don't like it, what you like about it, what you don't like about it, right? And I, but the printing date is going to be for the spring of next year. So by the spring of next year, it's going to be perfect. I hate to tell you guys, but as soon as it hits the market, I'm going to have to sell 40 million of them, and I'm going to be living. I'm sp I'm moving to Puerto Rico, believe it or not. I still am. I I, I think this. My half my family's from there. All the half is from Cuba. Cuba. I was telling my my friends, almost all my family is either underwater, because most of my family's in South Florida too. <laughs> it's like so. I might as well just get used to it, right? So, and I always in in Puerto Rico is one of my favorite places in the world. But I I wouldn't. I will live up in, uh, up in the rainforest, see, up at the side of a mountain. If you do it right, the biggest problem over there is you have wandering people that are hungry and so forth right now. Well, that problem. So you wouldn't want to move there exactly now unless you were ready to guard your home. But next few years, I think it'd be a good time to move there. And I could do this show from there, too. I could be sitting in my hammock going, Oh, mira, dame un poquito más mango aquí, ¿verdad? See? <laughs> <laughs> which, which reminds me, because I'm Puerto Rican and part Cuban, I play, I mean, I play the congos, uh, African talking drums. Uh, my, uh, my, the music I write has a lot of energy to it. I work with energy, so I'll go over that someday with, with you guys. Anyway, so let's see. Uh, I'm going to go over these questions uh, with you. Um, and if, you're, if you want to jump in, just feel free to call. I have a few people who said they're going to call. Because, uh, you know, I, I in Malibu, I do a local column, and I'm starting to become quite famous. Hey, man, you know, and, and so they come up to me, I, I read your book, uh, or, or your book, or your column, you know, and um, I have this question. I say, okay, why don't you call me on my radio show? We could talk about it. And so there are a few people who swore up and down they're going to, because that's what I'm doing now. I'm saying, look, sorry, I, I'm not talking to you. As a matter of fact, my friends, my family... Hey, you want to talk to me? Uh, call me on the radio show. We can talk. <laughs> and what they talked about is usually pests and all kinds of stuff. You'll be surprised how many people come up to me. I got ants. I got this. I got that. I go, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so here's the question. Um, uh, compost tea, question mark. Rock dust tea, question mark. All I need is crackers and jam. How do I make and how does it affect brick levels in plants? That says Judy from San Diego. That'd be San Diego, California. I'm pretty sure there's several other different types of uh, San Diego's. Uh, so, uh, okay, so uh, I, compost tea, okay, and rock dust tea. There is not the kind of tea that you drink. It's, made, it's called tea because it's how it's made. And um, compost tea, is basically you get compost and you put it in the, what I do is I put it in a pantyhose. And please don't send me pantyhose because I've been getting lots of pantyhoses in the mail for years and years and years. And Here's your my used pantyhose. You can have them. And I used to say, fine, you want to send me pantyhose? It's fine. I'll use them. But uh, that's a joke. I don't really want any more. I've saved them about you. Take it. You know, I used to go to a 99 cent store and buy these panties, you know, 
uh, leg panties or socks, you know, and buy them. And oh, for your wife? No, they're for me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, you, you basically want to make a tea bag out of the compost, so you just can't throw the compost in the water and make a tea out of it, and then put in a sprayer because you'll clog up your sprayer. So you put in a pantyhose, you make like a little ball out of it, you let it sit there, um, and then you basically, you know, how you make it. There are different ways of making it, and there are different reasons why you make compost tea. So, uh, and and here's another thing too is one one of these shows coming up. I'll be doing a show on compost, okay? Because not all compost is the same, all right? And so let's assume that you have made the world's best. Okay, let's assume we're talking about my compost, okay? Because I make the world's best compost. I don't make it anymore because I got I'm getting old and I can talk about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it anymore. I used to make a, several different compost products. One of them was called Organa. One was called um, Malibu Gold. That's what I'm in Florida. I used to call them Organa, but when I moved to Malibu, I also called it Organa. But I made another variety called Malibu Gold, which is basically made from lava manure, llama, yeah, llamas, llama manure. And uh, but Organa was the name of the compost I made, and I I would uh, blend it in from the idea. There's a reason why you make compost. You make compost basically to replenish the soil. To bring everything, keep everything alive. The soil is constantly being attacked by us humans. We are very good at polluting it and spreading toxics and plastics and radiation and you name the product all over the place and, and killing the soil. Uh, one of my shows is called It's Alive, 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 Alive. It's Alive, 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 Alive. And it's all about the soil. <laughs> and I tell people the soil is the top skin. Of the earth, just like the human beings. Imagine if you if you damage your skin, all of it. You know, just a little bit, you're in trouble. But imagine if you damage your skin, you're not going to survive very long. And so, um, compost uh, is we want to duplicate nature. How nature makes compost. And you know, the, uh, one of the things that is important. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, okay, so I got uh, uh, a que- uh, this lady. Question, send me a question because I do a column, so they also send me questions for that too. She says, "Okay, so I have this citrus tree, and it's yet getting yellow and yellow and yellow, and I give it organic fertilizers, and it's still getting yellow and yellow and yellow and yellow. And I make compost, and I put it, and it's still getting yellow. And my neighbor comes over, and he puts down some type of chemical fertilizer that had urea in it, and the thing turned beautiful green. It's a beautiful color." I started talking Italian, <laughs> and now and now it's a beautiful color, but it's getting attacked by the white flies and this bug, and it's got the disease. And what am I doing? What's what's going on? How come the organic fertilizer didn't work? And blah blah blah. Okay, so it's simple. First of all, the soil is dead. If your soil is dead, organic fertilizers there's nothing there for it to work with. Organic fertilizers are based upon a living soil. That's that's the way they work. If the soil is not there, you ain't going to get. Organic fertilizers are not going to do That's why chemical fertilizers will work great on dead soil because they get absorbed where the plant wants it or not. The way organic fertilizers work is that in the soil, the living organisms, mycorrhiza, endo, and ecto, uh, different types of mycelium, you know, different types of bacteria, you name it, it's really cool. And I'm going to have some different soil scientists on to talk about it. Mainly, the, these are good old boys. They're farmers across the United States. The farmers are way ahead of us. I don't know if you listened to my show last week, but I talk about a magazine called Acres USA. If I were you guys, I would get a hold of it. Acres, like an acres, A-C-R-E-S-U-S-A.com. I'm going to try to get somebody on there as a guest. But their information, I 
I've been getting their information since the 70s. They published my first book named uh, Chuck Waters, who was the original owner of the Sun. He died, but the Sun has taken over. His name's Fred, the business. These are farmers that know how to keep the soil alive. They know the function of rock dust. They know the function of microorganisms. <laughs> and they know what sustainability is. And they know what it means, certified organic. I mean, it's like no genetically modified organisms here, okay? <clears throat> it's called acreage USA. But the, um, see, I could keep on rambling. And personally, I, really, I listen to my voice all the time. You know, it's like I like my voice, but I don't know, you know. <clears throat> I much rather people call me, but I don't mind questions. But I, so I'm going to be getting guests to, to call and come on, and we'll be talking about a variety of different things. Wait until you see some of the guests I have lined up. Uh, you know that Acres USA is going to be one of them. Another one you should look up is called Bioneers, B I O N E E R S. Seriously, and I'll talk to you more about that. Anyway, compost should have manure in it, some type of animal manure. If it doesn't have the animal manure, it doesn't have the bacteria. The bacteria, when the soil is dead, has two kinds of bacteria, good guys and bad guys. So when the soil is dead, it's not really dead. It's got the bad guys in it. It doesn't have the good guys in it. And so the bad guys don't care if you give it organic fertilizer because they're not, their job is not to take organic fertilizer and break it down and give it to plants. Their job is to pr promote the diseases and fungi and all the other stuff. That's, their, that's what they do. But you have the good guys there. The good guys basically uh, inhibit the root systems of the of the trees. They live right on the root system. They they communicate with the the plant in certain ways by transmitting. They break down the minerals that normally they break down the minerals in the soil and they make it available to the plants. They live in the root here. If you look at the root here, you'll see. Hey, look at this little guy's living. They got little cities. Uh, how are cute, right? If they're not there, that system is not going to work. The organic fillers could be there, and the roots could be over there, but they're not going to get very much of it, especially as we realize organic fertilizers are meant to be a slow-release kind of thing. None of this is high nitrogen. High nitrogen is very, very bad for, for plants. Uh, and he, he talks about bricks. How do I make and does it affect bricks level? Okay, and rock dust tea, for example, is... But I talk about rock dust. So the obvious thing is you want to get the minerals to the plants fast. Yeah, you make a tea out of it. Same like making compost tea. Ideally, you shouldn't have to add the rock dust because when you're making compost, you should have rock dust in the compost. See what I'm saying? And I'm going to be having maybe four or five different rock dust companies come on. Now at the same time, I don't know if the engineer can handle like 10 people at one time or six people calling at the one time. Personally, if you could, then I would say, well, how do you... All right, everybody, shut up. I'm talking here. Wave your hand if you want to answer. You know, I, I, so I'd be better if it's just the way I used to do it before. They would call at different times. You know, that way they all not be unless they didn't mind listening in. Or I, you know, if we're really cool, we should be able to have a conversation amongst adults and talk to each other. You know, online. You know, I see no reason why we can't do. It. I'm going in that direction. So I want to have some rock dust folks on uh, and talk about what their rock dust is. Just like I'm going to have the farmers come on. Their different farmers are selling. Nowadays, see when I, okay, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. Okay, so I started in 1956. Okay, I started doing in the ninth grade. Uh, I didn't have a refractometer, or, or that's what you use to read bricks with. I didn't know what bricks is, but I did have an a, an idea of what makes things grow really well, and that would be the compost. I, I get sent, I got shipped to Cuba, and I got shipped to Puerto Rico. And guess what they made over there? One of the things I remember in Puerto Rico is a giant hill of, of compost, and they put a steam uh, broiler in it. So they got so much steam they could cook in it. It was steam coming out of this thing. And I was like, holy cow. 
And, and so I, I grew up with compost. That's why I learned how to make good compost. And I, I kept saying, what is it in a compost that makes everything work really well? And, you know, and it, I, you know, when you, you, you smell manure, you go, oh, that's uh, that's manure. But if you start, if you were living on a farm, your, your nose could tell you the different stages of compost and different stages of manure. You can actually get, you smell the compost, you go, oh, it's almost ready. It has that, that you know, I mean, <laughs> anyway, so, but if you make compost correctly, you would use as many different sources of animal manure as you can, because each each animal, horse, cow, sheep, llama. I used to get in Malibu. I would get llama manure because there's a big llama farm up there. They also have uh, horses, right? And they have uh, different types of sheep running around, a cow or two, um, and you blend them all. And of course, chickens and rabbits. Each one of them has different types of microorganisms in their stomach that breaks things down differently. Duh. I've even gotten elephant manure. The best manure, best two types of manure on the planet is the smallest and the largest. The earthworms, which is earthworm castings, that's the poo-poo of the earthworms. That's one of the best. And the and elephant, elephant poo-poo, it's one of the best also. The smallest and the largest. Isn't that interesting? Because the elephants are kind of similar. They just get it in there. And it comes right, it gets broken down just the right amount with their bacteria and goes right out the other side. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing stuff, even though you have to kind of use the elephant manure rather rapidly because it gets hard and it's like brick and you go. That's why I, I used to cut them up with a chainsaw into uh, little brick things and tape them up and people would get them and crush it down to a powder and use it. Mainly for the tea, because that's what you want is that, those bacteria. So anyway, you don't shouldn't have to add rock dust to, you know, Make a rock test tea if your compost had the rock test energy. And that's really the best way to do it because one, if you apply the rock test tea, that's assuming that your soil is alive to break down the, the rock test. So if you've been doing, if you've been a good farmer, a good gardener, whatever, you have, you have been adding what I tell people, rock dust, compost, and mulch throughout the year, depending where you live. You see, you want to add a little bit of rock dust a couple of times a year. I do a, 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 a service here where I live. Actually, I, I started in the sixth grade. Uh, by the ninth grade, I had 150 customers. I was really clever. I didn't hire, hire the guys. I hired the ladies. Uh, in order, in school, I started in the sixth grade, and I started to, um, I, I probably did one of the first edible landscaping. And my idea, I went to the principal, and I said, I, I, well, first of all, it started is I went to the principal, I said, I want to do raised beds. <laughs> I do gardening, and I don't want to do phys ed, baseball, Football, my brothers were into that. I says, well, you can't do that. We don't have any programs for that. You just can't. And then uh, finally, one of the teachers said, oh, yes, he can. He can take home ed. And as home ed, he could do the gardening. <laughs> and, and at first, I said, home ed, isn't that for wussies? There's only girls. As a matter of fact, when I went on there, Andy says, see, look at Andy, look at Andy. But that turned out really cool because then I could do my gardening, right? I do race beds. And then I talked to the principal. I said, well, let me do some you know, tomato plants around the place, <laughs> all around the school. We do tomato plants. And that was kind of like, I think, one of the earliest. That was 1956, something like that, in 57. I don't know. It was one of the earliest uh, edible landscaping. There was a problem with that because when the tomatoes were growing, the kids would take the tomatoes and throw them at each other and all this stuff. We had tomato fights. <laughs> we like, the teacher said, uh, not such a good idea to do the tomatoes. And I said, oh, you're probably right. How about cabbage? What could they possibly do with cabbage? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I had cabbages everywhere. And sure enough, they took the cabbages and threw them at everybody. Oh, they were crying out loud. And, <laughs> and so that was like a sixth grade, uh, the ninth grade. So I, I switched over to, um, that's how I got the saying, don't panic, it's organic. Uh, I started doing my own gardening for people because my, my home was like, I, I, you know, I would go out to the farm with my dad in the country. We lived in Hialeah, Florida, and we used to drive out to Homestead, which was like the country, okay, the cattle and chickens and all that stuff. And I would say, well, I need some you know, some compost. I need to, I can't make it in my little backyard. The city didn't allow us to do that. So you had to bring in soil. So I would go out to the farm and collect, you know, rabbit manure is what I remember, chicken manure, you know, uh, aged compost, aged horse manure. Uh, and then this is where I met, uh, I still remember his name, his name is Ebersaw. My dad and I were driving through the country looking for, you know, sources of stuff. And I said, look, a, stra- a strawberry farm. And then this wind came bl- and across the street. This wind came and blew this dust from the field next door to it and d- dusted the strawberry farm. And we went in there and I said, wow, this is cool. And he said, they're organic strawberries. And uh, I tasted some. They're absolutely delicious. If I had a, a refractometer, they would have had a really high bricks reading because, you know, measurement of sugar. And so I said, cool, what, what, what are you feeding them? And they said, well, we're feeding them rock dust. And when I just finished feeding them, the dust just came right over there. That was part of it because the next door, next door is where he stores all these different sources of rock dust. And he was storing, uh, in, in those days, uh, green sand, for example, and another product called Fur Trail. And I'm going to try to get one of the Fur Trail company guys to come on here. Because this was, remember, this is 19, not even 70, 68, 69. Nine, maybe seventy, you know. Oh no, seventies when I got out of the service. I, I think the fur trail came around seventies. Um, but when I got when I went when I as a kid I would go to this guy I ever saw, and I would just get the rock dust that he had and the steer manure and chicken manure. But as I, you know, as I uh, grew up and and kept going to him, he turned me on to more stuff, and he. He's saying, this is a bag of stuff I buy and you might be interested in it as a fertilizer. I said, what else you got, you know? And so the Fur Trail, I started using that right away and it's still available now. And there's about uh, five or six different companies. There are six available now. They're all different rock dust companies. Azamite is another one of them. Glacier Rock Dust is a nice company from Fayetteville, Arkansas called, called Nitron Industries. They sell glacial rock dust. There's a company right here in California, Southern California, called AgriWind. Oh, excuse me, Agri-Min. And they sell a colloidal rock, colloidal uh, clay rock dust. And they're, they're located over by where there's a place where you can go and do hot mud baths. Okay. And that's the same stuff. It's very, very fine. It's 30% calcium. That's the key to why it, it works so well when you get soak yourself in this hot clay called colloidal clay. So when I went down there and soaked myself, I said, this is nice clay. And they said, yeah, it's 30% calcium. 30% calcium? Can I get some of this stuff to take home? And they said, yeah, we sell it. <laughs> and I still use it, but because it's a fine powder, see, perfect for making a tea out of it and spraying, see? It's perfect for adding to your compost. It's already, it's already broken down to 200 mesh. And it's available almost right away. You add it to water, it's made available. So you make a, imagine what would happen if you add it to your compost tea. Because what I do is I make compost tea, and I also add the rock dust to it to increase the mineral uh, mineral minerals in it. See, and the the rock dust that I use are a different blend of rock dust because this is 30% calcium. It's really cool. But azomite has 
uh, more iron than anybody else. Uh, they all have different trace metals in it, and that's what you want. You want to have a, a complete blend of trace metals. And then on top of that, your compost tea should have all the blend of the microorganisms in it. Micro, yeah, microorganisms in it. One of the products you can buy in the market is called Migro. Migro. And I think it's Micro or Migro. Migro. Um, actually, I, I probably have it right over here. No, I don't see it. Ah, okay, never mind. I was looking for it because I'm getting ready to reorder again. And, uh, and I'm going to invite them on the, sh on the show too because they sell mycelium, um, uh, mycorrhiza in a powder form. You, uh, you constantly want to be adding to the soil again the organisms that are being killed by all the toxins that we're, we're doing. So <clears throat> the way it, it raises the bricks level in plants is that the higher the bricks, right, the more minerals it has. Oh, so actually, wait, I got it backwards. The more minerals, the higher the bricks. Okay, see? So when you look at bricks levels, you use a refractometer. I have my, I have several different refractometers. Oh, finally here. I'm never too far away from my refractometer. There you go. I got a whole bunch of different refractometers. Uh, the one I have here is um, really the one I've had the longest. <laughs> I've had this refractometer since uh, uh, early 80s, I think. <laughs> uh, 80s, I don't know. And it's a uh, German, uh, German. It's called Ratchet, Richard. And I think it's about a four thousand dollar unit. It was given to me by the the company because they heard me talking about. Because uh, I've been doing radio shows, you know. I got when I got out, actually I was doing a radio show in the services called KNDY. This is my radio show. Um, the DJ I did. Uh, this is my voice. You're listening to KNDY, home of the good guys. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I still remember that. When I was 17, 18. <laughs> uh, yeah, the good old days. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when I got out of the service, I continued to, to do the radio shows. I used to go, drive to the studios, you know, and pay an incredible amount of money, do the whole advertising thing so you get paid for it and make a little money, you know. But uh, I And I was talking about, you know, gee, it's all about minerals. Same thing with the human body. It's all about minerals. All the diseases now, all plant diseases are, are soil-born. comes in the, from the soil. There's a reason for that. And I have a, I was doing another show. I call it the body and the and the and the uh, the body and the garden. And, and uh, uh, the, I had a, a, a doctor who was uh, on as a co-host. He can't do it with me because he has a lot of time and energy to to do a radio show. And we were talking about for starters the stomach uh, and the relationship between the stomach, the microorganisms in the stomach, and the and the microorganisms in the soil. And the main thing that we, they both have in common is that their their job is to help you process your minerals, to provide you the minerals you need to function. And so, uh, a disease is basically uh, when the, the good guys are not there, and the minerals are not there, and the, therefore all kinds of problems. Arise, see right. So the way I, I I cure diseases and pests is by uh, making sure that they have a wide source of trace minerals, making sure that the soil, right, the soil is functioning properly, and you do that <coughs> by giving it compost on a regular basis. 
And I, again, what I tell people, rock dust, compost, and mulch. And here in Southern California, or probably almost all of California, and it depends on where you live too, because the soil here is alkaline, you want the soil to be slightly acid. That's the pH level. Uh, I'm not going to be, this is not really, well, in a way, it is an online class. And I suppose, okay, I guess I'm going to have to just assume you guys don't know anything or maybe you want to hear it again. But it's the pH, the pH of the soil. And, and that's the acidity level where it's alkaline or it's, it's acidic. And believe it or not, these microorganisms live in a certain pH range. Outside that read pH range, you're not going to find them. Or you're going to find some other type of microorganisms that live there. So we want it to be slightly acid. 6.8 is the magic number. That number, if your pH is at 6.8, then you'll find that the plants are going to be getting all the minerals that they need. That's provided they have the trace minerals in the soil. It's, uh, I tell people, do you know what soil depletion is? If you keep taking stuff out of the soil, they ain't going to have it in there anymore. You have to put it back in there somehow. And normally in nature, right, that's things that are recycled all the time. But we as humans have stopped that process almost completely. It's very little of it happening in the forest a little bit, uh, but not as much as it used to be. There's not as many animals tra traveling up and down all over a place here because that's how the minerals were, were there's several different ways that minerals were spread around the world see you know it's called remineralization i talk a lot about i will talk to you a lot about remineralization because that's how mother nature normally remineralizes the soil right how, how it's called an ice age by the way that's the only reason why we have an ice age one of the things the ice age do is it grinds up the rocks and powders and, and then when it recedes it leaves all this really nice and this volcano remember saint helena well, there's a company still selling the Elena Rock Dust. Wonderful stuff. Okay. Um, so I forgot what I was talking about, but I was talking about minerals. And so the higher the BRICS level, you automatically know. Normally, okay, let me, let me explain to you. My thinking is not like normal people thinking. Um, you don't really want to know my IQ. As a matter of fact, with, uh, in school, I developed an IQ test for the teachers, and they failed it. Okay. <laughs> I said, no, IQ is not really, uh, it's not really done right because you can go to Africa and an African can create an IQ test and you're going to fail it. So to his eyes, you're not very smart. <laughs> so I created a, a test and you didn't, you didn't pass it. So in my eyes, you weren't very smart. And I, I, school was very boring for, for me. <laughs> I always knew well, certain areas, you know, certain, I don't know everything, but certain areas I do know. <laughs> I had the same thing with um, college uh, and I tried to, Explain, explain to the teacher there is a difference between chemical fertilizers and not chemical fertilizers. That didn't didn't go over too well. <laughs> um, so anyway, BRICS level normally is a measurement of sugar. It's used uh, you use a refractometer, and you, you this is for people like beer growers, wine growers, right? Uh, it's used to measure the level of sugar, so wine growers want it to be a certain. Bricks level too high, too low, doesn't taste right, right? Where orange citrus juices, for example, different types of juices, they measure the, the bricks level and it has to stay within that certain range. Otherwise, it's either too bitter or too sweet, right? But because I am incredibly genius and so smart and in touch with the earth, <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Never mind. <clears throat> I'll be fine. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I, I, I quickly figured out, and this is not, I'm not the only one. You can read. There's tons of books out there on the subject. Uh, you can read on it, and you'll basically tell you the same thing, you know. More bricks, more minerals. 
And then it's actually the guy, a guy developed a rule because if you learn how to use the refractometer, you'll look at it through a, a lens. Basically, you take the normally what people do, they take the juice and put it on the on a little mirror and look through the lens, hold it to the light, look through the lens, and they'll see the upper part that's white and the lower part that's black where they meet. They'll see these lines over there. They run the line over to where the numbers are. That number where they meet is your BRICS level. Okay, so should say it's a 10 or a 12. Uh, and the, but the thing about the minerals is this, okay, how sharp that line is, the black line, and there's a one where the black and white meet, the, black, the white top and the black bottom is a line, like the horizon. How sharp that line is, it's called the fuzzy rule line. <laughs> okay, the more fuzzier it is, if you can't really make out the line, really, really fuzzy, the more minerals. If it's really sharp, the less varieties of minerals. I mean, when it's really fuzzy, the more variety, different types of minerals, okay? And a refractometer, if you understand a little bit about a refractometer, is what science, scientists look to at stars to determine what they're made of, see? Get it? So so it, 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 that's how it determines, so it deter, not only determines bricks, but you can have a look through it and, and determine what the, the, metal, the element the mineral is made up of. If, if you wanted to look at it through that way. But it also translates to it by simply looking at the at that brick number, 23. You have a bricks level of 23, you know, and then you you know, that's it depends on the, on what you're reading. Um, I was talking to somebody just the other day about tomatoes. I think it was on this show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, now I remember. Remember, I, if you all listened to the last show, I was talking about to the guy, who was growing his tomatoes, and he told me he should have a bricks level between 23 and 28 for his tomatoes. And and you can measure the fruit, of course, but that's what you eat, see. But you can also measure the flower and the leaves, and that tells you the bricks level of the plant. Now, why do you want to know the bricks level of a plant? Because if the plant has high bricks level, it won't have a bug or a disease attacking it, see. And uh, it's a little bit misleading and on one level in the sense that if you were to use a chemical fertilizer, right? And and, and high nitrogen, remember I talked to you about high, high nitrogen will pump up the plant, sugar, make it grow really bad, fast. And some, most chemical fertilizers do have a, a few minerals that they add to it that comes with it. You read the ingredients, so say something like copper, probably iron, magnesium, right? You know, you should have some calcium in it. Uh, 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 than the high nitrogen. Usually it's NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, phosphorus, potassium. Three numbers, but they usually have four or five. There's 90 d different trace minerals you need, but you four or five, something like that. Some of the really good, I mean by really good, not that they're good, but they, they have a, a wider blend of minerals in them because they know that that's, they need more minerals. Some of them have a, a, a lot of minerals. And so, but the, there's a difference between an organic fertilizer and a chemical fertilizer, and I, I do hope you understand what they are, uh, stars and how they're made, for example, right? But also, more importantly, what it does to the to the living organisms in the soil, whether pollution, where it promotes to pollution, because a lot of chemical fertilizers, they say the more the better, so the high nitrogen and all these amounts, the soil and the plants can only use a small amount, so it gets to where the rest of it goes off to. If there's any kind of rain runoff water or anything goes into the ocean or to the river, and you have all kinds of other problems that happens from that. Whereas the organic fertilizers are usually lower amounts of those things in the nitrogen and usually a wider blend of minerals and a wider blend of organisms. They're meant to slowly be there, to slowly start breaking down 
Uh, they're not meant to wash away, that kind of stuff. You see? And they don't kill the natural bacteria and the organisms in the soil. They're like eating sugar. Okay, bad for you. It does get you higher really fast, but coming down, oh boy. So, uh, so I, keep, I have to keep track at the time. I'm going to give me a big clock, a really, really big clock with a bird that comes out. I like the clothes. So, uh, when I do my, my, my business, I start in the sixth grade. I learned quickly that what's, you know, if you, it's so why, like, like, I, like that lady said, you know, I put the organic fertilizers down, nothing happened. <laughs> of course not, because there's nothing there to make it happen. Uh, so I said, okay, how can I fix, how can I help a plant that's suffering from mineral deficiency because it's not getting things, and it's all stressed out. And so I said, well, why don't I just spray it on the plant, on the leaf, because that's what I did in my, in my home. Uh, I learned, I learned. When I go to Port, remember I said Puerto Rico and Cuba, well, they would spray their plants with whatever they, they wanted to, from, from coffee to cream to, to pee. I remember they would animal different type, you know, they had goats who would take goat pee, dilute in water and spray plants with it. I don't know, I remember vegetables and stuff. I do remember they sprayed lawns and trees and it was good way to, to provide the nitrogen. And that's a different nitrogen, by the way, than the, than the urea. Okay, and that's that was the argument I had in the very first day in school. The teacher says, there's no difference between chemical source of nitrogen and organic source of nitrogen. Nitrogen is nitrogen. I raised my hand and then I was in trouble ever since then. And I probably should tell you all about it, but only if you ask. You have to email me, say, Andy, I want to know more about what's going on with you in the past. And then I'll be more happy to explain it. But there is a difference. There's a big, big difference. For starters, you're off the bat. Urea is 4600, 46. That's all it's got, 46% nitrogen. Okay, so that's why, it come, uh, that's why it's called urea, because they, they we're, we're going to be very clever. We're going to call it urea after urine, see, because urine is it's the pee. That's where the, that's where the, the, the nitrogen comes. And by the way, that nitrogen is probably being made maybe 1% if that. And it's a blend of a variety of other amino acids and other bacteria. And if you take a little bit of that and you learn how to use it, you get amazing result where if you use the urea, imagine if you were a bacteria and you, you started eating this, this stuff. You'll become a super bug, <laughs> a super bug, microbe, and you're not going to be one of the good guys. Trust me, okay? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So uh, spraying it is one of the ways to get the uh, bricks level up. That's why we were talking about Roctas tea and compost tea, see? You spray it because they absorb. That's called. That's why it's called foliar spraying. That's what I do with my business. Uh, yes, this is a business ad. Uh, <laughs> I started spraying on, on the lawns of people, on the plants of people, in the garden, vegetables, roses, you name it, because the plants absorb it. And yes, you can do a bricks reading before and a bricks reading after. You can see the bricks level. Because that's what you do. That's why one of the things you, you know, see. I started to say, well. I'm not drinking wine, and I don't care about the beer, but I sure want to see what my roses. My voice changes a lot, so don't worry about that. My roses bricks level would be at because I realized if the roses have a high bricks level, they're not going to get attached trees. If they have a right bricks level, then I got lawns. So that's what you do. You get your refractometer, and you you get a reading from your lawn. How do you do a lawn reading? Simply, you take the grass, you crush it with a little bit, tiny few drops of distilled water, because you don't want. The water will change the pH level. Distilled water won't. Just a few drops, you get the green chlorophyll. Put that chlorophyll on the refractometer and read, do the reading. And then write it down. Keep a little log. 
Um, if you ever talk to me about it, I'll tell you what my lawn would do. But you have to remember, lawns are different, just like plants and trees are different around the world. Different times of the year is different. A refractory reading says give you an indication of what's going on with that plant, and each plant is different. The mar marathon lawn is very different than the native grasses. So you can have to start a log, and basically you can do is say, well, this is how the bricks level was when it was when it was doing fine. That's the level I want to keep it at. When you have a disease, you say that's the bricks level. Is that now? Gee, look at the difference in bricks level. Like this guy that causes well, his plants are getting uh, his tomato plants are getting white flies. Well, they're probably missing some uh, form of trace minerals, even though he says he, he using the the trace mineral. Uh, he said he was using C90 and then it, uh, some other type of trace mineral. I didn't get a email back from him yet, uh, but uh, we're assuming that all of this becoming available. So there's some trace mineral is not being made available. It could more likely be in the soil. I would, would love to have more time because I would say, well, what's the pH of your soil? Because I would give you some indication of what's really happening there. If the pH is too high or too off, you say, well, that needs to be fixed there. Uh, and that's why the, the spraying is good because uh, he, he, um, I, he, I think he said he's spraying compost tea, but I don't think he was spraying uh, rock dusty. So that's one reason why you spray rock dusty. Uh, and again, when you make the rock dusty, ideally you make it with using the compost tea. You don't just have... You don't just spray rock dust unless you're also going to go back and spray a compost tea. And why do both just mix it together? So I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop calling this rock dust tea. I was going to call it a mineral tea uh, or a compost slash rock dust tea. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I have to, I have to move on to the next uh, uh, question. There's a whole bunch of questions. And what will happen is if I don't get to it now, uh, I have a, a little bit of time because I want to explain more of something else. Okay. So, uh, I talked to the, uh, believe it or not, I got the question of the guy who was talking about vinegar and breaks and bricks level. That was, that that was last uh, week's uh, week's question. So I got a, another email from um, this person, uh, and he's and I think it's a she says, I am having a big problem with ants. Major lines coming into my home. They are in after the cat food and anything else they can find I, I cannot use I do not want to spray chemicals in my home help <laughs> uh, okay uh, so there um, one of my books is called dances with ants um, and to make a long story short you know they're just here for food and water you know uh, something's going on that's attracting them to into your home for the food and water like you said cat food so First thing you have to understand is that you don't need to you don't need to spray any chemicals. Okay, the trick here is to that's why I call it dances with ants. You can fight them if you want to, but it'd be better if you danced with them a little bit and redirect them in another area. Okay, so you don't mention if you live in a condo and have a yard or anything. So that makes a difference. So I'm going to assume that you live in a house with a yard. If you live in a condo, that's a little different because you can't really do much on the on the condominium properties. And, you know, they spray chemicals. You have to do something different in the house. That's a little different. But if you live in a house with a yard, stuff like that, first thing you got to do is really follow the lines where they're coming from. Take a look and see where, how they're getting into your house before you do anything. I know, I know, I know they're there. Just have to leave them alone for a second. Go and follow. If you see them going into the wall, go around the outside and see where they're going in. Okay? So don't do anything yet. And make sure you, you, there are multiple entries mark them somehow so you know okay then once you know that you're going to get yourself some 
a cock you buy if you're married <laughs> or a man or a woman and you're good at handyman that caulking gun and what i do is um i also go to the uh hardware store or home depot or almost uh, uh any uh, lots of places they sell boric acid powdered boric acid you can go online powdered boric acid and what you do is you blend a little bit of the boric acid with the caulk pieces Normally, you take the caulk on, you just squeeze it in there. But what I would do is squeeze it into a little bowl, take about, so in, in about a, a, a small bowl of it, you add maybe a half a tablespoon, that tablespoon of boric acid, stir it all in together into the caulk, and then uh, and then have that ready. Don't fill out the thing yet. But what you want to do then, once you have that ready and you know where you're going to do it, then inside you want to start to drive out the ants. You're going to have to unfortunately kill the, the lines that's there. So the, the several different things you can use uh, to to kill them with, okay? Uh, so one of them is soap. There's uh, different brands. The one I like using is called Dr. Bronner's Soap. Bronner's, B-R-O-N-N-E-R-S. They make a peppermint, a lavender, a eucalyptus, an almond, um, uh, a couple other varieties. Uh, did I say lavender, you know? Uh, uh, and... Uh, so any one of those will work. The idea, the scenario would be to find the right strength. Usually, if you put an ounce, so you can buy those two little two-ounce bottles. You can take an ounce of that, put it in one your little quart sprayer, fill it up with water gently because it is soap with bubbles. So fill it up slowly, and then you can spray that on your line and, you, and wipe them off, right? That will kill them. You'll see it will kill the ants dead, and it's just soap. Once you've done that, then caulk up the entrance so you have it caulked up, right? So you just stuff it with your little boric acid caulking mixture, right? Okay, so now on the outside, if you have a yard on the outside, I call them ant cafes because the ants are going to come back, figure out how to get back in there because they want the sh whatever it is that they were eating. So if they're going after your cat, cat food, right, I should say probably the little meat thing, So and it's full of ants anyway, so you take that outside and I get a birdhouse. See, what I do is I take a birdhouse, a finch birdhouse, you put it inside the finch birdhouse, has a big hole in the front, right? Uh, and then you screw down the top so nobody else can get at it. You don't want anybody else. And you let them go in and outside there. That's the first thing you do. You should let them go out there. And they're going to go out there and eat, the, eat that. And you can say, well, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm just feeding the ants. Well, here's the, here's the trick, okay? So you can actually add the boric acid to their food. I'm not going to say it too loud because I know the ants are listening. Okay, you can add the boric acid to the food. See, right? And that's why you only want it inside of the and birdhouse. That's why you screw it down, because you don't want anybody else to get in on it. See? You don't want bees, nothing else to get in there. And then, uh, and the, the food can be varied. You use honey. I would go through honey. They love molasses, right? And you find the right strength. You can also just, if you don't want to do that, in the stores, you can buy a product called Terro, T-E-R-R-O. All it is is 1% boric acid and, and sugar. That's a lot easier for a lot of people. They just buy that bottle, squirt it into a little cup, and put it inside the ant cafes. They cover the ant cafes with rocks because the ants will find it. And then you change it on a weekly basis. You'll find eventually the ants will uh, leave it leave you alone. The other thing you want to do too, remember the soap. So you spray the soap. You use it inside the house to keep it clean, to clean with, and you vary from lavender, eucalyptus, to almonds, just vary it often so they'll have a different, slightly different scent. And you also spray around the outside of the house. That will stop them if you if you change it. If you don't change it, you just use the peppermint. Oh, I like peppermint, peppermint. 
they will get used to it and they'll say, ah, just peppermint. It does kill them, but then it doesn't drive them away. But if you change this, the smell, they'll go, holy cow, what is that? And they'll, they'll be gone. I'll give you one other thing. There are many things you can use them. I really have a lot of, uh, uh, oh, we got a few more minutes, I can tell. I feel, I feel his brain telling me, Andy, you have four minutes left. I, I, that's pretty good how he does that. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> anyway, um, vinegar. And you don't need to use the full strength. You want to learn the strength to use. So if you have nothing to use and you don't have any peppermint soap and you have some vinegar, just add a little bit of vinegar to your water and spray the ants. I will kill them on contact. See, right? Very, very, very simple. Okay, so that's basically it for today. Remember, you can send me email. Uh, you can also go up to the to my website, uh, take a look around, see what I do. I run a club called Club IG. People can join us. Twenty dollars a lifetime. You get all my books. Uh, and and uh, if you have a question, I'm happy to send you a little link that says "Congratulations, you won." And then you can, and also you'll, I'll send you the latest copy of my "Don't Panic, It's Organic" in an ebook form for you, for you to read. Uh, I have my music up there. And don't forget, I'll be back next week. So if you want to be on as a guest, you have questions, you send an email. If you want to be on as a guest and talk to me about your your question, let me know through email. We can make a date online. I have a lot of other people coming on, uh, professionals. So we can talk about what they're doing. I'm going to have some farmers on. I'm trying to get the folks from Acres USA, you know, <coughs> and talk to uh, different professionals in the field who have really some unique products. Uh, a couple of people have some very unique compost tea that they're selling. I'll talk to them about that. Um, so there's lots of things going on here. Um, so stop in. Uh, of course, you, the easiest thing to do is probably just to get the podcast. So you can get the podcast right here on the station. You can go, you can get it through my my website. You can go to it'll say "Don't Panic, It's Organic." You click on radio show and it'll say "Don't Panic, It's Organic" podcast. You can get it that way. All my members get all my shows as part of their membership. So you can feel free to join if you want to talk to me um, you don't need to join to talk to me you know you can just call me on the show right here and I'm happy to help you with I tell people I don't do marital problems but uh, pretty soon I'm hoping to fix this scenario so I can actually play some of my music on and then I'm probably going to be doing some additional shows which will be nothing but music and I have some other things I have lined up to surprise you guys with uh, so check out my website invisiblegardener.com uh, I do artwork. The artwork is up there. Uh, and I also do uh, music. The music is up there. Uh, I have um, all my services. And I have a product called Super Seaweed, which I invented in the nineteen in the early And I started spraying, so I had to spray. I wanted to spray something, so I made my own liquid. And I should be getting better at it throughout all the years. Uh, that's called Super Seaweed. Plus, I also have Invisible Garner Special Rock Dust Blend. Remember? Rock Dust. Different types of rock dust. And I also had bacteria towards you can make a great tea food or ideally you add it to your compost so you want to make really really good compost right so i think uh got another minute i think according to my to my computer here so uh, thank you for listening to my show i'm going to be here every saturday morning from 1 to 155 right and so if you want to be honest a guest just email me you can also call me go to the website it gives you the phone number i'm happy to talk to you make uh, a date with you. If you have uh, organic products, I'm always interested in taking a look at your products, trying them out, see how they work, and then we can invite you on as a guest and talk about it. So I have a few folks I'm going to be doing that with too. Uh, they're sending me their products, and I like playing, you know, taking them out and spraying with them, see what it does with the plants. Read labels. I love to read labels. 
So you can't tell me if it's organic if it's not. And I love certified organic, especially OMRI products. I'm going to have those folks on. Uh, we talk about what that is and why it's so important. And then I'm also doing an environmental alert, of course. Um, I could spend just nothing but talking about environmental issues. I probably should, but I'm going to, I do that uh, several times a year as well on my shows. We have a show about the soil. Uh, I have another show coming up. It's called It's the Trees. We talk about trees, natural tree care, so I can help you deal with uh, pesticides just like bark beetles. And uh, I, there's lots of stuff happening all across the United States, and there are reasons why these are happening. You can say, oh, it's a drought. But if you have trees in your home and your property, you can take care of them, drought or no drought, unless, of course, you have no water, then, of course, you're not going to have any anything growing unless they, they'll grow all by themselves in nature, which they do. Trees really grow by themselves without you watering them. They take care of themselves as long as you get out of their way. <laughs> the way it works. Uh, I'm also doing a show on mosquitoes. Um, I, I have a few questions that people have asked me about mosquitoes and mosquito care. Uh, and it's really easy. I tell people if the mosquitoes can't bite you, you're not going to get the uh, Zika. Right? Uh, so I think we're done yet. Are we, uh, engineer? You're going to tell me if I should stop because I, I, I have a feeling we're... Uh, am I talking to myself here? Hello? Hello? <laughs> There's no show after me. Oh, okay, another two or three minutes. Well, I really don't need to go for another two or three minutes, but again, um, uh, I appreciate being on here. I'm here to help you guys. See, I've been doing this since for a long, long time, and I'd like to have an outlet to be able to have people call in because the other stations weren't very convenient for people to call in. This makes it really easy uh, the phone numbers are up there on the website, uh, and um, I'm here for you. But ideally, you should email me first if you have a serious question so that I can look at it and go, hmm, this is very interesting. See, and I can prepare the question for you. And also, too, I can send you back a congratulations you want link, <laughs> which will let you into my, my website, and this will gardener.com. Uh, you can get at the 22 books. That, that I have up there, Dances with Ants, natural ant, that's natural ant control, natural lawn care, natural tree care, you know, organic gardening, uh, natural flea and tick control. Uh, there's a rose one. There's a, a whole bunch of other ones that I'm doing. I'm always, always updating them. Um, I have a new one. Uh, the new one is Don't Panic, It's Organic. That's going to be that's, that's available right now in, in PDF form, format and pretty soon, probably in the spring, it'll be in the print, print version. And then I have two more books. One's called Energetic Healing, because uh, I also, as I said, I'm an ordained minister, so I do healings in various different forms. I call it, I call them ener energetic healings. And then the other one's uh, on Invisible Gardener. It's called The Invisible Gardener. That would be me. <laughs> and I do have one more after that, because I do a column, and I'm putting the column all together of all the information I've had for the last eight years, with where I'm at, and, and explains a lot of these things. So all this stuff goes over the br brick information, uh, how to deal with bark beetles, uh, you know, all the types of diseases. So that's out there on the website, available for a membership. So thank you very much for listening to my show. Normally, see, I'll be playing my music now, and people will be going, oh, yeah, this is such nice music. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. So I guess that's just going to go now, Mr. Engineer. Thank you very much. See you guys next week. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.